Our guest this afternoon is perhaps best known for his work within the trio vein, or even his collaborations with American greats such as Dave Liebman and Greg Osby. Swiss drummer and percussionist Florian Arbenz has been on a mission, a mission to release 12 albums with the 12 different musicians. And naturally, you know, this piqued our interest. And uh, he joins us now today to chat this jazz journey and, of course, some of his moments throughout this journey. Florian, welcome to South Africa. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's great to be Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on Coffee FM 97.2. You know, um, we've spent the past few weeks, I think, listening to the conversation series. And and that's the real reason why you're here with us this afternoon. But, you know, what really intrigued us is, is that series. But I want us to go back, you know, go back a bit in time. And I want us to go back to the beginning of the Florian Arbenz story. Born to parents who were both classical musicians and you and your twin brother, Michael, you know, grew up in a musical home. Now, would you say that that was inspiration for you to take on music? Yeah, I mean, uh, my parents, they were classical musicians. So uh, basically, they were into the very romantic repertoire of Robert Schumann and Brahms and this this kind of people. My father was a piano player and uh, my mother a cello player. So I basically grew up with this kind of music, but uh, my parents had a very small uh, vinyl collection of uh, very good and decent uh, jazz vinyls. So there was some Bill Evans, there was some Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, Art Tatum, um, Louis Armstrong, of course. So uh, this kind of grabbed our attention. Uh, once we got like four or five years old, we started to listen this music me and my brother and as we always were like two <laughs> um uh guys of the same age with the same interest we we started kind of exploring this music and also like playing this music together and finding out how it works you know when 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 often i i speak to artists and and i i always ask this question you know it could have been anything it could be any genre in the world you could be you know a classic classic artist you could have been in a pop you know, outfit Florian, you could have been part of a rap group even. And maybe that's just me pushing it. But when did you fall in love with jazz music? I think it was just like first when I heard it. I mean, like the, the classical music, it, it was always around. So I can't really remember when I started hearing this because uh, since I was born, this was kind of around in our house. But I remember like like when I was like three or four years old, um, my father uh, gave me like a, a cassette. Yeah. He, he he made some jazz music on, uh, so he recorded it and it was clear that we as little kids, we could handle the cassettes. And I still remember there was like some Louis Armstrong on it and, and a session, it's called the Esquire yeah. concert, which includes like like Louis Armstrong and Art Tatum and, and Lionel Hampton and all those old, really big uh, Stellar musicians, and I still remember this moment when I first heard it. I, I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> what is this? I really love it." So, so yeah, that was the moment, basically. Love to hear it. Of course, you know, you mentioned as well that you've always been a jazz nerd, you know, and and we'll probably get to what that means for you a bit later on. And but you you also you know said that you were inspired by role models such as you know Max Roach and Art Blakey and even Alvin Jones. But I want us to talk about your relationship now with the music of Miles Davis. 
Yeah, I mean, Miles, I mean, what can I say? I mean, he is kind of the, uh, he has so many, in my opinion, he has so many more aspects than being a, a great trumpet player. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like the, I think the aspect I really admire the most of him is just like uh, how he puts together individual musicians to a, to an exciting group. Yeah. And I think uh, also like like uh, for me now creating my own projects, I always think of Miles um, because I think this is one of the most interesting parts of of creating a group is how to combine individuals with and making a exciting mixture for everybody yeah. out of this and that for me i mean miles also has like this fashion kind of thing and and uh, the thing that he he really knew how to uh, put himself uh, in in a certain context yeah uh, and yeah this is something i really admire but it's not so much my my world kind of or my my Goal, but the thing as a leader, I think it's really uh, exceptional in in history because there are many great musicians and there are many great musicians which maybe uh, have the same kind of level like Miles or the same kind of uh, uh, like way of changing the music or leading music to the next level or to to the next uh, decade or whatever. But this thing of of really also like not being afraid to to take musicians which are uh, white or from a different uh, women uh, like Marley Masur who played with him later or he he just didn't give a shit about that <laughs> I mean, he just <laughs> he just managed to 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 create like exciting mixtures of of people and I really I think this is really uh, yeah <laughs>
just listened to, you know, Bye Bye Blackbird, which is one of the songs that you shared with us, you know, uh, with today's segment, including some of your own, which we'll be sharing a bit later on. But I want us to go back to the days of the trio, the group that you come from, Vane. Tell us about that. Yeah, basically, Vane grew out of this collaboration I always had since I can think about it with my brother, Michael, who is uh, the piano player. And... uh, it happened somehow that we met Thomas uh, Lance, the bass player, like like when he still was like a teenager. Yeah. And we had a great vibe always. So we kind of decided to uh, create this trio and we started playing and we started also like uh, collaborating with a lot of uh, American uh, stellar musicians. Um, and as we... All the three studied classical music at the end. Uh, we also started to incorporate like uh, the influences of this music. Yeah. In our trio, we made a trio with the music of Maurice Ravel. We made another one with, with Porgy and Bess from George Gershwin. And it's still something we follow up. And yeah, the trio exists now for like 17, I think, years. And uh, we played over a thousand concerts. So, yeah, it's still part of my daily life, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And and some of the notable um, um, collaborations, um, um, Florian, are um, Greg Osby and, and Dave Liebman. How did those come about? I mean, they are US-based artists, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, basically, this generation of jazz musicians is... Um, I think they consider themselves as individual players. I I think it's much more easy to get in touch with those people than maybe with a, with a younger generation, which which are take care a lot about their output and their where they put their music and a certain scene. And I I remember I mean Greg, we met him back back in ninety eight. So uh, I heard him uh, playing uh, at the Sweet Basil in New York. Uh, and I was really impressed by his playing. I, I knew him before, of course, from his recordings, but then I re- really was, wow, this is really something else. And then me and my brother, we just decided, we are in a, we were in our early 20s, <laughs> we just yeah. decided yeah. to contact Greg and just wrote him a, a handwritten letter. Hey, hey Greg, uh, would you like to play with us? <laughs> and we sent him a CD. And, you know, just like a couple of weeks, he, he, he said the letter back, yes, let's do something. So, and basically the same with, with Dave. Of course, they listened to us and they thought it could be exciting. But the, these cats, they're, I think they're really, it's really an open generation of, of people. And they really love to put themselves in an exciting concept, context or an unknown context. So... For us, it was kind of really natural and easy to get in touch with those people. And I, I mean, we still are and we still enjoy it very much to be in, in a close touch with them.
Love it, love it. Coffee FM, we are spending time with Swiss drummer, percussionist Florian Abenz on today's cover story feature. And we're talking collaborations, we're also talking projects and his journey in jazz. Now, Florian, uh, Florian, I beg your pardon, you released Reflections, Convergence and Conversations. And then that, that was in a short period of time or in a short space, if you may. Were they meant to be some kind of follow-up project together or some kind of trilogy, if I'm going to use the right language? Um, actually, I mean, the, the no, actually not. Uh, hmm. I mean, the, the uh, one project is a duo project I did with Greg Osby. Hmm. Uh, and this was always kind of a, a vision I had uh, because Greg is, I mean, he's such a, great player and he's a player who reacts a lot of to the drums so he's very much connected uh kind of to the drums with his rhythmical playing yeah so this was one thing and the other thing was like uh, a connection i had with two uh, really amazing cuban uh brothers uh who live in madrid they play uh trumpet and saxophone it's michael and jorge Vistel. and this is a pro the conversions is a project i did or I created with them, um, which is actually also a little bit based on on like Greg's or Steve Coleman's M-Base ideas. Uh, I mean, with other influences, of course, but still. And the conversation is something I created when the pandemic started and everything was closed down. Uh, in Switzerland, it was always possible to invite musicians for a professional reason. So... Uh, as I have my own studio in in Switzerland, I decided to invite uh, people to record instead of touring. So I inversed the whole thing. Um, and the conversation is a kind of an epic, huge project, which contains uh, 12 recordings at the end. So it's like kind of three different ideas, which just more or less happened at the same time. Oh, I see. I see now. But speaking of conversations, you know, the conversation series is a 12 part project, you know, with 12 different formats. What inspired that? I mean, actually, I mean, like like a lot of uh, stuff in my life, it just happened. Uh, it was like the beginning of the of the pandemic. Yeah. And my neighbor, uh, where I live, he is a great friend of mine and a great graphic designer who ended up doing this the graphic uh, part of this whole conversation series. And when everything closed down, we were like sitting uh, together and drinking beer. And he is like, he lost a lot of work too. And I lost a lot of work too. So we were talking and, and, uh, and I just was, was telling him that I heard that it was still possible to invite people and I want to start a recording project. Uh, and then he showed up just with this kind of graphic elements of conversation, which is yeah. like containing 12 letters. And he said, why don't you do like 12 recordings, just putting a letter on each of one? And I said, yeah, let's do it. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's how it started. Really easy. Really fantastic project. I mean, we was been we've been spending a lot of time, you know, listening closer to that project. And I think everyone, as meant to be, is telling a different story. And you also, you know, mentioned that you wanted to work with, you know, twelve different musicians, you know, on on the series. Who are some of these musicians that we've already worked with on the past 
few, I think past eight, if I'm correct. And who else are you yet to work with to complete the 12 part series with the next four projects? Um, I think you can divide it in three like uh, sections. Yeah. I mean, one section is, is musicians I already knew and uh, like, for example, like the, the recording I did with Kurt Leitze. I mean, he was one of my really first heroes uh, and he used to, to stay a lot in Switzerland because the bass player of his trio was living near nearby and he was my teacher from in the time. So yeah. I was up with him when I was like 14 years old and played quite a bit with him until I was like 30 years old, like 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. And uh, so this was kind of a reason for me to to get in touch again with him and to to create a new program with him. Yeah. And uh, the same with musicians like Nelson Veros or like uh, Jim Hart. This, this is musicians like I already work with quite regularly, but I just had the time to create new music with them and a new context. So this is one part. And the other part is like, um, musicians I always wanted to collaborate and I was already in touch like like the Dutch saxophone player Tineke Postma or the, the Portuguese uh, accordion player Juan Paradas. This is people I knew via Greg Osby because he featured them already on their recordings and they are already quite known uh, musicians. So this is one part I just took the opportunity to finally contact those people and uh, they were already, uh, how can I say, they were free in this time. So yeah, yeah. everybody was free in this time. So I took the advantage to just uh, get in touch with them and uh, just create some new music with them.
For today's edition, everybody, we're joined by uh, one of Europe's most versatile and accomplished drummers. Florian Abenz has an Asa-passed jazz, you know, pedigree with the claimed Swiss trio vein. And of course, he's also a classically trained musician, percussionist, you know, with extensive international orchestral experience. Now, Florian, earlier we mentioned this, you spent some time, about six months, right, in Cuba, the University of Cuba of the Arts, I think. What were some of the styles and techniques acquired there that you learned there? And, and, and how have you been able to fuse that, you know, into your own approach to creating? Um, yes. Um, I mean, again, this was a, a story which just happened in my life without any planning. I mean, there, there was like a, a, we had a, a teacher in the university who was a composer and he wanted to bring over a Cuban student from this university he, he liked or he wanted to have in, in Switzerland. And I just basically met him in the university and he told me, oh, Florian, you play percussion. Oh, I'm sure you want to go to Cuba uh, uh, because I have an interesting exchange for you. And I said, oh, why not? Yeah, looks like fun. And I didn't know anything about Cuba in this point. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I just went there and I was first of all completely lost because i didn't speak spanish and i didn't have a clue about how this uh, i mean havana i think especially in this time was kind of a uh, maybe i don't know johannesburg can be similar that you you have to know how how a city works that yeah. you can move. <laughs> i mean it, it's yeah. just basically you just take you look on the google and you take the next tram to the center and then that's it basically that's it and that's it if yeah you, want to go to show, you just uh, uh look up the uh, you know like the newspaper and then you have every show there but in havana nothing i mean i was just there and i just didn't understand something and for me this was a really interesting moment to discover a whole new culture mm. and this was also a moment where i actually didn't spend so much time in the university because I discovered all this kind of uh, drumming tradition and uh, like the bata and the rumba and all this stuff which was happening on the street. Mm. Uh, and I luckily found some really nice people who was who were kind of introducing me to this scene and to this music. And, and uh, so it was really a fascinating, fascinating time for me. Yeah. And the other thing was like on the on the university uh they had like a park and I discovered that there was like the jazz scene the Havana jazz scene was hanging out there and uh this is also actually where I met all the Cuban musicians I'm collaborating with now because they're all were hanging out there and this was a time when uh, Steve Coleman used to go to to Havana quite a lot yeah. Also, like exploring his his uh, roots, and this scene was very much influenced by this uh, Henry Threadgill, Steve Coleman uh, scene. So we found, as I was co collaborating already with Greg Osby in this time, we found kind of a common thing there. So, uh, yeah, this was a great time. 
Now, in the music, of course, so this is the music of uh, Florian Arbenz this Sunday. And we are traveling on his uh, musical timeline and chatting to him about, you know, some of the moments in his career as a drummer and percussionist in jazz music. Now, you know, we mentioned earlier, Florian, that we have, you know, been on a mission, you know, to release 12 projects under the Conversations Projects. Now, with about, what, three to go now, and uh, we look, we, 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 what can we look forward to, you know, as you complete the series now? Uh, I mean, basically the thing is uh, uh, that I keep the names uh, uh, kind of secret before I release those recordings. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I just announced now the number nine with, will be with, with Greg Osby yeah. and the organ trio. And I mean, basically I can say like the, wait a minute, oh, the number 10 will be kind of a, some musicians which which are based in Switzerland and this yeah. is kind of a scene uh, thing which uh, which I invited musicians I really admire uh, from yeah. different ang- point of views from the from the Swiss scene and then I will just next week record uh, like eleven twelve uh, which will be a double vinyl again yeah and. I will feature there some uh, English musicians from the UK scene uh, and a great young Swiss singer. Uh, so that will be my last challenge to to record with the singer, <laughs> which I actually never did so far. So um, in my own project. So yeah, uh, let's see how this works out. But I expect to release the last uh, of those recordings by by the end of twenty three. Oh, we look forward to all of that. With the year just beginning, you know, I wanted to get it, get into so much, you know, with you around, you know, the touring and and but we are simply just running out of time this Sunday. But you know, as we wrap up, um, what are the plans, you know, for tours, you know, South Africa, maybe in the horizon, on the horizon? Do we have plans for that? Yes, actually, um, uh, I'm thinking about that for a long time because there, there is a very good exchange program between the Swiss Foundation Proefetia, it's called, and, and uh, they have an office in South Africa and are collaborating quite a bit. Um, yes, I just simply didn't have the time to really approach it right now, but mm. it's it's on my list and I really hope that I can uh, uh, yeah get to this in the next two years, maybe. Um, I think also like a collaboration thing is something is like you get to know a little bit the scene first before yeah. you approach musicians yeah. to exchange and to to uh, really collaborate with. Mm. So that might be something you can help me with to to send me some interesting names from Definitely. the South African scene. So Definitely. I would really love to check that out. Uh, we look forward to hearing all about, you know, the plans that you maybe will be embarking on in the next two years or so. But in the meantime, yes, I I, I avail myself to be the resource. Yes, Florian. Yes, I'm please. yours, I'm yours, I'm yours, I'm yours. Now, as we wrap it up, as we wrap it up, you know, where do we find or where do we access the music? You know, a lot of collectors, jazz collectors want physical albums. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily interested in the soft copy because they want to be able to keep it forever. You know, how do we get yes. physical copies of your albums? Is it available online? Is it through online boutique music stores? How do we do it? Yeah, I basically just, uh, uh, I'm on Bandcamp. Yeah. And uh, yes, basically it's all there on Bandcamp. And uh, we also ship to South Africa. I did it quite a bit before, so it's, 
Uh, as I just live on the border to Germany, yeah, I can send it via DHL, the, the German uh, post. So this usually works fine. It needs a bit of time to arrive in South Africa, but it, it always worked until now. So this and is how the we, main. Yeah, yeah. And how do we get in touch with you on social media, Florian? Uh, just Florian Arbenz. Just put my name. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, even Twitter. And uh, yeah, Bandcamp is also a way to to communicate. You can leave messages there. So I'm open to anything. And I'm looking forward to communicate with, with people always. Thank you so much for communicating with us this Sunday, you know, on the show. And thank you for being our cover story and all the best with the brand new projects that are coming towards us very soon. And we look forward to, in the meantime, listening to some of the amazing music that you've shared with us. Florian, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be part of your great series. So looking forward to stay in touch. Absolutely. His name is uh, Florian Arbenz, percussionist and drummer from Switzerland on The KJS Show. Mm-hmm.